Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. I'm your host, Brian Nichols, Associate Editor at the Libertarian Republic. The Brian Nichols Show is the latest and greatest podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. If it's your first time joining the Brian Nichols Show, well, welcome. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest-growing liberty podcast reaching all those across the political spectrum. As host, my goal is to present the news you care about in an objective manner with the goals to help educate, enlighten, and inform. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and on Facebook at B. Nichols Liberty, and please feel free to subscribe to the Patreon at B. Nichols Liberty to help us keep producing this content you enjoy. Any questions or comments, email me at Show at gmail.com. Also, please share today's podcast with your family and friends to help us promote the li- message of liberty. And finally, please take a moment and rate us and uh, review us on iTunes. Also, if you're interested in a Don't Hurt People, Don't Take People's Stuff Bumper Stickers, send me an email at Show for more details. And today I am joined by Jeremy Kaufman. Jeremy is the founder and CEO of Library.io and recently joined the board of directors at the Free State Project. Liberty.io is a New Hampshire-based blockchain company that produces and maintains a decentralized content sharing and publishing platform. Prior to founding Library, Jeremy founded TopScore, a startup that processes millions of dollars monthly in event and activity registrations. He's passionate, uh, a passionate advocate of decentralized technology and freedom of information, and that is a fantastic way to start off our conversation here in the Brian Nichols Show. Jeremy, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Thrilled to be here with you, Brian. Absolutely. I, I'm so glad that we were able to get this set up, and, and um, I think it's it's twofold, honestly, because you, you have a phenomenal um, you know day job that you do that is really liberty-oriented, and it's in its venture, and then also with your role over at the Free State Project as one of the newest board of uh, board of directors there. So, to, to start off, I always like to learn more about how my guests got to where they are today in terms of their their political selves. So, if you could introduce yourself to my audience, what brought you to um, the, the Liberty Movement, and what really made you tick as a, a member of uh, the Liberty Movement with your your current venture at Library, and then obviously taking over as one of the board directors at, uh, at the Free State Project. Yeah, well, so there's, there, you know, there's a lot there. Uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm feeling impish uh, when I'm asked for my bio, you know, sometimes I'll submit, I'm just a man who likes markets. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think that kind of explains both my businesses uh, and, uh, uh, and why I'm here uh, in New Hampshire. Um, you know, and even the path to liberty uh, relates back to that as well. Uh, so there was a lot there. So uh, let's see. Where do we want to start? You want to you want to do Path to Liberty, or, or do you want to talk about uh, some of the some of the some of the ventures that I'm involved in here, like the Free State Project? Oh, I got a sneaky feeling that it's gonna it's gonna be one leading to the other. So let's start off with what brought you to Liberty, and obviously that I'm gonna guess had a very strong influence on what brought you to to Library, and obviously now where you are at the Free State. So let's start with your your Path to Liberty, and then let's dig into Library. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, since this, I'll, 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 it's not an especially succinct story. So let's hope that it's at least uh, moderately entertaining. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, there's an aspect of it that's the total cliche, which is uh, I read uh, Ayn Rand in high school. Uh, but I would actually include uh, someone like Howard Zinn, uh, who, who some, you know, who some might say is something like a, a socialist historian, as part of my journey to libertarianism, because I think. For uh, like a, like for a lot of people, it starts with learning to question the status quo. 
I think that's where it starts, right? Because if if you listen to precisely what you're taught in school and precisely what's told to you by uh, the major news networks, I don't think you're going to have an accurate picture of the world. And so it starts by learning, hey, maybe what all these people are telling me isn't precisely true, right? That I think that's the first step actually to liberty for for a significant number of people. Um, and and so that was the first step for me. Uh, I'm I'm very much I, I try very much you know to be a, a scientist and to me that means thinking probabilistically about things uh, and what's true and what's not true about the world and I think there's a, just a ton of evidence I don't even know what I could cite particularly I I can say I'm a big fan of both David Friedman and Michael Humer uh, uh, but you know I think there's just a lot of evidence that markets work I think there's a lot of evidence that government uh, regularly fails to perform its functions I think there's some really strong moral and philosophical arguments as to why. Uh, this, th what the state does is is morally uh, questionable as to whether it's legitimate, uh, and uh, yeah, I like all of it. I buy, I, <laughs> you know, uh, and markets, man, markets work. Mar you know, the the free market, I the idea of uh, you know prices as information and signals uh, and the the things that uh, that you truly cannot accomplish in any other in, via any other mechanism what a free, what a free market can accomplish that's a very uh, powerful and true idea and, and that did inspire both of my uh, both of my companies and my and my interest in the free state project well there you go that, that, and that's i mean you did my job for me that's a perfect transition for a a segue into talking about not only um library but also um top score so if you could kind of dig me uh, dig, dig this story into top score and then as it transformed into uh, to your venture now at library Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, 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 again, I guess I'll give a, a little bit of a, a, a theoretical or framework -y answer that, that kind of applies to both. You know, entrepreneurship fundamentally, some people would say it's about seeing something that other people don't see. Uh, it could also be seen as um, a competition to be more efficient. And I don't just mean more efficient in the sense that uh, you make a pound of steel for a dollar and I make a pound of steel for, for 50 cents and therefore I'm more efficient. I mean, even more efficient in the sense of competing for um, a human being's attention. So in, in, in this sense, um, perhaps YouTube is more efficient than NBC, right? Like, I, I mean, in efficiency mm -hmm. in terms of how, how well they perform at their, at the, at the, what's trying to be accomplished. Uh, and so, you know, with my company Top Score, uh, I, I saw that there were a bunch of organizations uh, doing something individually uh, that was very similar across a lot of them. Uh, and so they were they were wasting money. They were wasting resources. Uh, and so we saw the ability to create a software product uh, that that could save them, uh, save them time and money, save these sport organizations uh, time and money. Uh, and, you know, and, and me being me, I just kind of started doing it. Um, we did have one one client to start with, but you know, the sort of my uh, if I if we talked to, about a number of my entrepreneurial ventures. By the way, there are some on the list that aren't successful. You know, it's kind of like yeah, I've, I've got an idea and you you, you start running with it, uh, and and sometimes that you, you know a couple of years later you end up with uh, dozens of people working on a project, and sometimes a year later you're like, well, that was a terrible idea, and I'm I'm gonna throw that away. So. Um... Let's talk about library because I mean, Top Score. I think it it kind of is self-explanatory in terms of helping with with it, event registration. But library is, and this is just from my my very brief trying to learn about it. And I'm a, you know I went to college for political science and business, so I don't even want to pretend that I know the inner workings of blockchain technology. Um, but basically, correct me if I'm wrong. It creates a platform 
that is a decentralized content sharing site where basically it's all based on blockchain technology and it's then market driven in terms of how the content is shared. Is that correct? Or, or maybe you can give me some more perspective. Yeah. I, well, so first I think everything you said is correct. All right. Uh, I'll take, I, I'll I, take I, that as to, a win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've listened to enough of your show uh, to know that, uh, you know, you're, you're a smart guy. So if, if I can't make this make sense to you, I should lose my job. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll start with, uh, I've got, I've got two explanations to start with. I'll start with the one that I sort of, um, tell my parents and then I'll start with the one, uh, that I, I give to, you know, like, a, a, a computer science professional and through some okay. questions, we can have them meet in the middle. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so if I, if, I'm, if I, if I tell my mom what I do, I say, we're trying to create a technology that behaves exactly like YouTube, but there's no Google. Okay. So you have a user experience that's similar to YouTube or that's similar to Netflix or that's similar to these technologies that distribute digital content for us, but there's not that point, there's not that company, there's not that entity that is exerting control over the other thing, uh, okay. over the entire thing, right? And the comparison that I would make here that, that already uh, I'm probably losing my mom with, but I think your listeners are probably a little, at least a little more technically sophisticated. There are protocols like SMTP, which powers email, HTTP, which powers a lot of websites. We want to create a protocol that provides, an, uh, provides this digital content discovery and distribution uh, property. Uh, but we want to do it you know, in such a way that like with these standards, we're not in control of the whole thing. Yes, we've created the technology and truthfully, yes, we have influence over it. I'm not trying to say that like, yeah, I mean, like we, we make the thing and, and we want to continue to, to build it and we work on it actively. Uh, but, but, you know, should we ever become, you know, if, if, uh, if, you know, five years from now I turn into Mark Zuckerberg and I start being a, a total jerk, <laughs> unlike with Facebook, it's all open source. The, the community can go wherever they want with it. There's no obligation for anyone to ever use what we say. Okay. Uh, it's all, it's all a standard and it's all open source technology. Gotcha. Okay. So, so maybe we can, we can try and my, my idea for whenever I talk about these kind of hard to understand subject is to bring it to real life. So let's, let's kind of look at what's happening right now. Quite literally just, just with the past hours, as we're recording this, Alex Jones gets banned from Twitter. Um, Infowars gets banned from Twitter. Um, you know, we've seen him get banned from all these social platforms and we've seen, um, it seems like a, a deep platforming of various, um, various right leaning slash maybe libertarian ish leaning, uh, commentators on social media. And, and it's done by the likes of the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the Twitters. So let's pretend Alex Jones or Infowars, whether you love them or you hate them, they're utilizing library to, to, to promote their content. What would happen right now in a situation like what they're experiencing currently? So first of all, I just want to say, drop the word seems. It, doesn't, it, is, a, it is a deplatforming. That is what's happening. Right. Uh, it, it is a concerted effort by major tech companies to prevent certain people from speaking. And Alex Jones is a great example of this, although there's dozens. It, it wasn't a coincidence that, that three of them banned him on the same day. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's not a conspiracy. Uh, so, but specifically, but let me answer the real question, uh, which is how, what, how is library different from YouTube? Right. Like, because you shouldn't just believe that I'm different than Mark Zuckerberg or I'm different than 
Evan uh, God, what, no, what's his name? What's the guy? Uh, Evan Williams? Who's the guy who owns Twitter? Oh, uh, Jack, Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. Uh, so, you know, you shouldn't <laughs> trust that I'm not going to uh, uh, act like them. That would be ridiculous, right? Because we've learned that you can never, you can't trust me. You shouldn't trust <laughs> any. Don't. Don't. You're st- like, you've lost already. Uh, I, I, well, actually, that's not true. I mean, I, there are people like I, you know, I would trust, for example, Linus Torvalds. There are, there are, we do see examples of these, of these, uh, quote, uh, you know, benevolent, benevolent dictators for life who do seem to do a good job. But, but let's let, we, that's, there's got to be a better answer than that. Uh, and so in the case of, of library, you know, the, the, I mean, the best analogy to make is, is probably that like Gmail or web or web browser one, like there's no platform. Like, there, you know, when you're using Facebook, you're using Facebook over HTTP. When you're using library, you're using library. So like if I, or library, the company, maybe I lose my job. Maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't turn over, go over to the dark side. Maybe, right. Maybe I'm just not employed. <laughs> maybe I'm just not employed. <laughs> Uh, you know, and the company has gone over to the dark side and they, they want to censor whatever it is. The whole point is it, it's a technological standard and it's all open source software. So in the same way that anyone can compete with, uh, you know, anyone can compete with Gmail and there are competitors. If Gmail started being completely evil tomorrow, there are lots of other email clients you could use and they could import all of your email and like, yeah, I would like, it wouldn't be the be- it wouldn't be like your favorite day of the year when you had to like switch your email. <laughs> like it wouldn't you're not trapped in the way that you are with these other things. So and, and, right? So uh, so let me make sure I want to make sure I'm I'm getting this right. So basically it's like instead of you going to YouTube to use YouTube's their their, their hosting services, you're essentially using library but since it's open source it, there, there's no real quote unquote platform. Is that, is that yeah, right? So I, mean, I, I want to be, uh, I'm just going to assume you have an audience who loves nuance and specificity. And so <laughs> I'm going to provide that. Uh, so you, when we say library, there's library, the protocol, and that would be analogous to HTTP or SMTP, which is the protocol that powers email. We don't see those letters a lot, but that's the letters for it. Uh, we've created the first browser the first email client, the first outlook, right? The first thing that interacts with library, the protocol, and we've created the protocol and and both the browser and the protocol are all open source okay so so someone can uh download our software today and you can do this today by the way you can go to library i should do my job you can go to library.io slash get you can download our software on on all major operating systems uh it's not on uh phones yet but there's an announcement coming out very very soon about uh the first release happening we've been in alpha for a while anyway um you can download it right now. You can access hundreds of thousands of videos from popular streamers. You can get you can get Hollywood movies. Like there's a remarkable amount of content on there already, and it's all done via system end to end that is completely decentralized. Our company could disappear tomorrow, and there is no fundamental aspect of what it's doing that's dependent on us. Hmm. Um, and we want to keep growing it and so on, right? Like we're not saying we don't want to make it a lot better, uh, but it works. It's there today. You can use it. That's fascinating. Uh, I mean, I, I work in tech, so I mean, I, I do more of the the consulting kind of side of things, and I turn it over to the engineers. So I, I like to pretend that I can dabble in kind of this, this some of this stuff. So I, I actually feel very proud of myself as able to to talk about that on a semi um, intellectual level. So um, that's great, though. I mean, that this is a much needed market um, 
answer to what we're experiencing currently. So, I mean, Jeremy, kudos to you, man, for for taking the uh, the venture into your own hands and and moving forward. And and then this is a, you know, heck, my my segue here. What a better place to do this venture in than in a state like New Hampshire. Um, because New Hampshire obviously is the home of the Free State Project, and that's really what, what kind of set up our, our conversation today, um, was you are one of the newest board of director members there for the Free State Project. So um, for those of the, my, my audience who aren't familiar, which if they're in Liberty Circles, I'm, I'm guessing they, they've likely heard of the Free State Project, but maybe you can give us a Spark Notes version of who the, the Free State Project is and what the goal is of the Free State Project and then where you guys currently stand here in 2018. Yeah, well, uh, so you know whether uh, if you haven't heard of it, you need to hear of it, and if you ha- and if you have heard of it, uh, I think you still probably uh, uh, need to hear uh, uh, some of what I've got to say here uh, tonight. Um, look, I'm a, I'm a very pragmatic person. I'm interested in achieving success in the real world. There are some libertarians who are maybe more interested in sort of like theoretical debates and things like that. And um, I don't really have a good appeal for those people. Like I, I do find those topics personally interesting, but like, I don't, I, you know, when I'm 70 or whatever, right? Like, I don't want to look back at the last 40 years and been like, man, I had some great like arguments on Facebook, right? Like, I want to like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like I want to be, it's gotta be possible. It has to be possible. And, uh, and I think, uh, and why I moved here is I, that the Free State Project is the most, I- at least on the short list, and I think the most realistic thing uh, to actually achieve uh, uh, liberty. I don't, not that I view them as competitors, like Seasteading and Free State Project are like my short list of, of strategies. <laughs> I like them too. Uh, but you know, this is one I can be participating in right now, uh, immediately, today. Uh, and it's it's... It actually has, you know, as someone who's very interested in the, in the dynamics of success, uh, you know, how does a business succeed? How do ideas gain traction, right? Like that's what you have to understand. How do I sell a product? How do I market a product? How does something go from idea to reality? The Free State Project has the underlying dynamics that make it something that succeeds. Uh, and, you know, I can talk about in, uh, specific like cool numbers about how we have like, you know, 18 representatives and like something like more meetups in the state than every other place in the country. But personally, it actually wasn't even about things like that. It was, it's about the fact that there is a sorting out in the country. Our politics have become so important to our personal identities, right? Like Democrats and Republicans used to be friends and they aren't anymore. Right. Uh, And so libertarians are part of this as well libertarians are also you know people people want to live around people who are more like-minded to them i actually think it's sensible i, I you know I, I think i would be nice if we if we were had a little bit more uh decorum perhaps in our in our in our politics but it's sensible to want to be like others who share your values it's very sensible 100 and so you know i to me you look at the path of the united states over the last 200 years it's just a it, it's just more statism there's not you, know, you. There might be select moments where you stem the tides, um, but the, the 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 progression is only is basically only more government control over human life. And so, you know, to me, I, if you, I guess, look, I, kudos to the people who are fighting the battle of saying we're going to convince fifty percent of the world of the of the world of the country. We're going to convince one hundred and sixty million people that actually. 
the ideas of freedom and personal autonomy are, and markets are correct. I, it's like I mean I, I just think it's a, it's it's not it's not a winning battle. And but there are millions of people who are convinced, who do see that truth, and instead we can be a lot more effective by concentrating, uh, especially in the United States, which does give a lot of deference to uh, state rights, and um, offers a lot of ability for uh, a, a, a state to push back against um, aggressive federal government behavior. Agreed. And I, so to kind of give some perspective for folks maybe who who are completely uh, unaware of what the Free State Project is. So back in 2001, um, there was this big collective move um, to start looking at a state in the United States where libertarians or liberty-oriented folks could collectively join together, move to this one particular state to then set up a quote-unquote libertopia. Um, not so much that they would basically take over the state, but they would have enough influence to then help change that state's legislative practices to make it less statist and more pro-freedom, pro-liberty. So it uh, ended up being decided that New Hampshire was going to be um, the state in which uh, the, the Free State Project would take place. So a mass migration of liberty-oriented folks. I know the original number was uh, 20,000 as the goal to have um, as people moving to, to New Hampshire, and obviously this is where Pork Fest takes place um, every single year, which is the gathering of libertarians and, and liberty-oriented uh, individuals up in New Hampshire. And um, you, know, you guys have seen a lot of success in ha actually having libertarians, which, which often seems like it's a, a, a scary game of herding cats. You, you've brought libertarians together in a state, and now you're actually having the ability to enact change to the point that you guys are actually ranked number two on Cato's Freedom Index, which I think is an absolutely phenomenal, um, you know, a phenomenal little badge to put on your resume to say, "Hey, we're the second most free state in the, in the union," and that's that's not something to uh, to be you know, looked away and tossed aside. So, uh, first of all, thank you, Brian. Uh, you're doing a much uh, better job at, at uh, I guess, my job than I am. This is actually my first <laughs> podcast as a board, as a board member, so uh, there you go. Uh, you know, my, my my talking points probably need some work. Uh, second, we're number one. Don't I don't believe that we're number. One. I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> that. There's something wrong with the country, right? Because no, I mean, because there, there's not a path. I actually, I'm not just being uh, uh, Donald Trump right now. Like, there's just, there's not a path to freedom for Florida. There's a path to freedom for New Hampshire. Like, more and more people are moving to New Hampshire every year, specifically because of the the Free State Project. Uh, you know, we have five thousand people here who explicitly are identifying as Free Staters. And more people are moving every year than the year before. We have the dynamics of something that is accelerating and is succeeding. Uh, and to give um, uh, an example rather than a statistic, I moved here. I, I, I know nothing. And I also have a um, – well, I moved here. I know nothing about politics. I'm not – I, in fact, was very – the kind of person who is not engaged in politics. Um, and – I was able to get plugged into a system here where, you know, I, I was actually able to uh, get a bill passed to deregulate the financial transmission of cryptocurrencies. And I was appointed by the governor of the state of New Hampshire as the official industry representative who came in and testified and um, provided expert opinion to the legislators of both parties. I was a, I was a, a neutral party and did provide neutral advice, you know, not from the left or the right. Mm -hmm. Um but that was entirely due to the fact that there are all of these people here who are already plugged in and who want to make these things happen. 
Uh, and it was really incredible. Uh, and I, you know, and there, there, there are more stories like this. Um, I was looking at the the site here as, as you were you're going on, and I, I'm just absolutely blown away at the actual victories that you guys have been able to to claim. So, um, I mean, with that being said, obviously you you've already accomplished so much. What are some of the big things that are on the Free State Project's agenda going into? I guess here we are, we're going into the midterms in 2018, and then I guess going forward into 2020, what are some of the big you know, bullet points that you, you're, you're looking at uh, tackling here in the next few years? So, well, so I also have to be clear, the Free State Project is a, uh, is a 501c3 nonprofit that advocates that New Hampshire is a good state for libertarians. We are not actively engaged in politics. No one as a Free State board member or as an employee of the Free State Project engages in politics. We only promote that this is a good state to live in for libertarians. So I can talk about how many people who are free staters have gotten elected and things like that. But we people people engage in politics as individuals or as part of PACs that exist here. And I could talk about those as well and other things that are going on. But in terms of the free state projects involvement, we do not engage in politics. We don't recommend you know, we don't. recommend to vote for any, you know, for anyone to vote. We don't encourage people to run for office. We don't do any of those things. We only advocate for people to move here. Yeah. And I know it's a slippery slope too. I'm, I'm the vice chair for America's future foundation here in Philadelphia. So, um, I can empathize hundred percent that there is a very slippery slope to, to be careful there on that fine line. So, um, yeah, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the successes you, you've had in terms of, um, seeing, uh, various, maybe, maybe different principles that you, uh, promote as a libertarian organization that are actually you're seeing wins with people actually going into office. Yeah, so we have um, there's there's in this coming election. So we have elections in November for all the state uh, positions. We have there are 40 people who identify publicly as free staters who are running. There are typically more running than identify. Some people mm. uh, consider it strategically beneficial to not identify as free staters. We also, you know, libertarians being libertarians have people who move and don't even tell us. I mean, by the way, if you could, if you could not be one of those, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but, but still move, actually. I'd still rather have you move and not tell us than not move. So uh, uh, we have 18. There's 18 people who identify as free staters who are uh, elected uh, in the state house. And I can tell you that I, I'm 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 confident that that number is higher, uh, but that's the number who have publicly uh, identified themselves. Uh, we the the cryptocurrency bill was uh, was one example of a bill that was passed uh, passed recently. Uh, I know uh, libertarians have been involved in the uh, deregulation of marijuana. Uh, libertarians have been involved in. Uh, relax, uh, we have, uh, you know, concealed carry, some of the best gun laws in the country, and libertarians have been involved in that, and they've also been involved in other, uh, they've, like, basically shut, one of the funny, this one isn't a law, but we've basically shut down uh, uh, DUI checkpoints or significantly reduced <laughs> their uh, effectiveness. Um, because they're considered a, an illegal search unless you notify, the police always has to has to announce that they're happening and typically they do this by like publishing in a newspaper so there's a group of people who have made it a concerted effort to like whenever there is one you know go down the road on both sides and make it very clear that it's happening and you know you'll find statements that you know they've they've basically said like well we're you know we we don't really want to do these anymore because um (laughs) (laughs) you know we never yeah they they don't really work uh so 
Uh, I, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that one, but that is something that I know that there are some people, a lot of people, a, a number of people here involved in. So I know one, so th- now that you know, I'm going to, this is what I put my, my journalism hat on. So I know, um, you know, with, with the number two rating that Cato had, uh, the, so there are some of the things that they were looking at, um, that they were looking at that they dinged you guys a little bit for. Number one was that, uh, there's currently no right to work, um, I think one of the issues is the, the very high property taxes, uh, zoning issues where it's very hard for residential zoning, and then um, a lot of, I guess, uh, liberal use of eminent domain. And I understand that the Free State Project really can't take an official position on that, um, but is just in your experience with some of the libertarian circles that you're within in New Hampshire, is there any push to try and you know address those, um, you know, maybe with the, the FSP logo on top of them as running for office or, or trying to make change locally? So, well, what I can promise you that there's someone working on the libertarian position on like literally everything because <laughs> there are far more uh, nuanced and specific issues than those that I know that people are are working on. I, I personally am, am not off the top of my head familiar with the specifics of all those. To me, in terms of my uh, confidence in the Free State Project idea and strategy – it's it's just it's not as related to that. I I think that liberty is a in in startup terms or or just business terms, liberty is a leading indicator. It's it, I'm sorry, it's a lagging indicator, not a leading one. Like mm-hmm. liberty is decreasing everywhere in the country. Right. Libertarian ideas are not like we're, we had our best job with Ron Paul. There's not going to be a libertarian president. Like and even if there was one, what could he do? What could he really do? Like Donald Trump evidently like can't do anything because he's been <laughs> cut off by the deep state or whatever. Uh, so, you know, we need to concentrate. Like, I don't even care that it's New Hampshire, personally. Like, it, it, we, we just needed to agree on a place so that we can concentrate our efforts. Like, so it's less to me about what is the literal state of New Hampshire today. Like, I could defend it probably. And I don't mean to say it like, and I think it is better than, you know, than practically every state. But it's not about that to me. It's about the fact that by concentrating, we can win. And we've kind of like, to the, you know, to the extent that we can agree, New Hampshire is the agreement. I'm sure there are people out there who disagree, but we have a very active movement here with you know, thousands and thousands of people engaged in this. And you can Google most libertarian state. You know, there's no other organization trying to do this. So, uh, you know, we will have the victories we can have in the future are way, way larger than the victories we've had thus far if we can continue to get people to move here. So you really – this – it's funny. It, I, I look back at the shows I've been doing. So I've been doing this since January um, for the Brian Nichols show and and just kind of like the culmination of episode after episode and how we've, we've kind of gotten each one building on top of itself. And I've, I've had uh, William F. Buckley O'Reilly from the, uh, the Federal Society of America on discussing uh, federalism and bringing things local. I've had Shane Hazel on um, to discuss uh, trying to to bring, again, bring more libertarian values and principles and action to a more local um, local environment where you're working with kids and you're trying to help educate through 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 doing things. And honestly, the, it, for me, it's, it's just, I don't know, it makes me smile because this has all led to this conversation with you and I about the Free State Project in terms of the Free State Project really is like the answer. You you're you're bringing liberty-minded folks together, and you're actually making substantive changes. And I think that's so phenomenal. Um, so I mean, to that, kudos to the Free State Project. So 
Um, I know you kind of addressed what you know what was looking forward to the next few years or so, but <clears throat> is there any like collaboration or anything we can do on our end to help uh, spread the message of the Free State Project to bring more people into New Hampshire to enact real change? So one, I mean this, right? This is oh, yeah. this is part of that. Um, two, obviously, you personally should move here immediately, <laughs> like tomorrow. Pack up the bags, you know. Uh, we need more people like you who are who are uh, actively working for liberty. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, know, I. <laughs> I should probably learn more about like why people aren't moving because <laughs> to me it just makes so much sense. Like I understand that it's, it's, you know, I, I, I can't claim that it's a utopia today. So I guess if you're like, well, I'm not moving till it's a utopia, I then yeah, you, you okay. Don't move then. <laughs> but like, if you've been engaged, if you've been engaged in Liberty, right? Like if you're like trying to fight for Liberty, I don't honestly know how you can do it. How like, it must feel so bad just losing all the time oh absolutely it awful it, and it, it does suck i mean in one thing I, I i'm not sure if you had a chance so larry sharp he's running for governor up in new york um he was on joe rogan's show just yesterday actually and i got the chance to listen to his show and i was driving around today and uh one thing that was was asked is you know why what 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 is keeping people so there's new york is one of the most hemorrhaging yeah. states from po for population sakes and like what's keeping people in new york right now is the like it's family honestly it's well, a lot of family what's, stuff what's keeping what's keeping larry sharp in new york valid get it bring him to, bring him to new hampshire let's get him elected governor against well, uh, sununu i mean i'm serious like larry sharp's uh, clearly i don't know a ton about him but I, my impression is he's a smart competent guy why isn't larry sharp moving to new hampshire and why aren't the other people <laughs> i mean and to be fair a lot of people are i'm not saying like no one's doing it obviously a lot of people are doing it more people are doing it year after year but like you've been losing 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 why do you want to keep losing like, I mean, you're not saying we're going to win every battle here, but like we have a much better chance because we're actually like concentrating our forces. Mm -hmm. There's, there is a machine here uh, that, it, that can get behind you and your efforts and that you can also engage in with your efforts. Agreed. I mean, it makes sense, honestly. And maybe, maybe that's what it takes. I mean, so it, just to go back to Cato's freedom index like so you guys are number two in terms of their ratings but then number three right behind it is indiana and indiana is actually the the home base for the we are libertarians podcast um where, where chris spangle and, and his crew is based out of and i mean it makes sense because i think indiana last i, I heard was like they are 10 percent of the population is libertarian um or or 10 percent of the voting electorate is something like that so you see where you're having these concentrations of libertarians he actually is having real substantive uh you know change and you're seeing the, the the change where it actually having the the group of libertarians together it it really does make a difference so i mean heck maybe that's what we need we need to have larry sharp move from from new york to to new hampshire have me move from philly to new hampshire austin peterson move out from missouri um i mean jacob letty down in texas move over to it to new hampshire like that seems like it might be the the best way that we can actually see the principles actually go into policy and then really have a, a real substantive change, not only in our lives, but everybody else's lives that that's around us. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, I think that's true. Um, and by the way, if you are, if you're, if you're interested, you know, we, we will set you up with a, a visit. If you go into the freestateproject.org uh, website or fsp.org, we got a nice domain name. Uh, we'll even help you, you know, we'll help you. 
where you say uh, uh, you can like fill out a form and we can help you take a tour. We can introduce you to other people. Hell, you can contact me personally. Uh, I can give out my personal email for the listeners of your show. It's uh, K-A-U-F-F-J at gmail.com. That's my personal email. I'm happy to work with you, tell you things about the state of New Hampshire. If you're, if you are, you know, believe in freedom and liberty, I want you to move here. I can, I'll, I'll talk to you personally, answer your questions, that kind of thing. Um, there's also an aspect to it. You know, we've talked a lot about the strategy and the and the factual accomplishments. And and truthfully, when I was thinking about moving here, that's all the stuff I looked at, right? Like I was doing all this, like thinking about like, well, could this work? And and you know, is it working? And you know, all these things, like from the, the lens, all the all the stuff we've been talking about. And then I moved here, and I had some some sort of like more subjective and emotional experiences that I didn't even anticipate valuing but that were as or more valuable than some of that other stuff. Like I walk, you know, I go to the, I shop at the supermarket in downtown Manchester and it's, and like a significant portion of the time I go there, I walk through the parking lot and I see another car, you know, with a bumper sticker, with a thing that's like identifying them as a porcupine or identifying them as a free state project member. And, and, you know, I'll walk downtown, you know, I, I live a couple blocks from downtown Manchester. You go to get a coffee, you'll see someone. Like you just, you have this experience of feeling like, oh, like I'm, you know, when I lived in, I actually lived in Philly. When I, when I lived in Philly, like I just kept to myself on my libertarian, like I had, you know, I, I, was, I was a social person, I had a lot of people, but I didn't like engage in libertarianism. And there's this, there's this whole set of beliefs that like, I just kind of like didn't focus on that much. And it sounds like you're much more focused on them than I was when, when I lived there. But now you're here and, and you, and you just, there's this kind of like belonging or safety and feeling like, oh, well, there's a lot more people who kind of think the way I do. And I'm not going to have to like bite my tongue every day in the office or bite my tongue every day about topic X and Y, you know, when it comes up, or I'm not going to have to feel like, uh, yeah, wow. I'm like, I'm the only one who kind of thinks this thing, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and I experienced that a lot before I moved up here. And, and it's, and there's a, there's a nice, like there's a very psychological benefit. I don't know how to describe it because I couldn't have described it before I moved here. I didn't know that it was something that I was missing. And it, it, it feels really good to have it here. And I'm not saying that you can't have it elsewhere. I'm not saying you can only have it in New Hampshire. But I didn't have it with my social circle in, in, in Philadelphia. And I miss a lot of people that I knew there. But I definitely value that element that I have here. Man, you're, you're, you're speaking the right language to me. My, my, my goodness. This, uh, I, I can very much empathize with exactly what you're referring to. So, um, Wow, that, that there you go. That's that's a good call to action there. That if anything for uh, for anybody looking for the opportunity to really get involved and make some makes not only changes like for libertarianism but like for themselves. That's a that's a really good call to action. But um, with that being said, I want to kind of give you the floor here as we we wrap up. Um, you know, any final thoughts for the episode? Not only for 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 the Free State Project, but also for uh, for your your venture there at Library. Sure. Well, look, I'm a, gosh, I mean, I'm a believer in all of these things. Uh, I love all of them. Uh, you know, so bottom line, I guess, is if you like liberty, if you like markets, if you believe in freedom and you got to come to New Hampshire, even you don't need to come here thinking you're going to move. Just come, come to Liberty Forum. Oh, I'm not even doing my job. I have a, I have a discount code. Come to Liberty <laughs> Forum. It's in February of 2019. You can come see some sessions. Come meet me. Come meet a bunch of other people who live here. Uh, I have a code specifically for the listeners of this show. It's Nichols10. Hey. It'll give you 10% give you off. Uh, so come to Liberty Forum in February. 
Uh, if you can't make it to that in February, come up another time. Come do a visit. Contact us uh, via our website or email me personally at kauffj at gmail.com. I'll talk to you. Do it. You got you to gotta at least check it out. You don't need to like mentally commit <laughs> to doing it. Just come check it out. Come see how, see how it feels. And that Take was the, the, the Liberty Forum? Yeah, Liberty and Liberty Forum. Uh, that's nhlibertyforum.com. It's in, I think, I, I should know the date sometime ahead. I don't. It's the middle of February in 2020, uh, 2019. Because I'm, I'm definitely going to go ahead and, and link that in the show notes. And then that that special promo code, AO Nichols 10 um, So, Jeremy, I, I really do appreciate you coming on the show. Where can people go ahead and find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at twitter.com slash my full name. So, twitter.com slash Jeremy Kaufman. Uh, I think you can find me on Facebook, but I don't do like, that's like mainly my personal stuff. Uh, you check out library, library.io, library.io slash get. Um, if you, uh, if you like freedom of information, uh, check out our community, download the software. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, hundreds of people who are actively engaged in building this. We've got tens of thousands of people who are using it regularly. Uh, it's some really cool and interesting stuff. And yeah, awesome. do one of those things at least. If you listen to the podcast for this long, you've got to do one of those things. <laughs> well, I, I certainly hope they do. And Jeremy, I mean, man, I, I'm really, really glad we were able to get this set up because um, I think it's really a great reintroduction to, to folks to the first day project, maybe like their first introduction. Um, and obviously with all you're doing there as not only a board member, but also with, with your personal life in, uh, in your entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, God bless you. You're doing a great job. Um, so, I mean, really, thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on my show. I'll go ahead and link the, uh, the NH Liberty Forum in the, uh, the show notes, folks. Also, you can go ahead and uh, use that promo code NICHOLS10, get a special discount. And, uh, again, head over to the Free State Project online. It's fsp.org. Uh, but, hey, again, if you're interested in, uh, in following me on Twitter and on Facebook, folks, it's at Liberty. And again, please head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review. That's how we move the Brian Nichols Show up in the rankings. Share with your friends and family. This is a heck of a message, folks, um, that we're, we're promoting here today, uh, not only for, for libertarians trying to come together, but also to, to really live a true libertarian lifestyle. And uh, the FFSP has been the, the best way to, to show it actually works. So until next week, folks, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show. Uh, again, signing off for Jeremy Kaufman. We'll see you next week. <laughs>